It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Fantasy Football Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and get access to exclusive contests, including our NFL win totals contest and win a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets to the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And finally, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code D-E-G-E-N. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Emerson Beery, joined by my co-host, Justin Bruni. How you doing, my friend? Doing good, doing good. Ready to get into this uh, part two of our uh, top 50 players of uh, 2023 fantasy season. Absolutely. Into the third hour of podcasting for me. Here we go. Uh, like I said, if you are catching the second episode of this podcast on a different day, we are not just wearing the same shirts. We are recording these episodes back to back, so don't judge us too much. <laughs> um, if you want to access, you know, you can see it up on the board here, but we did do one through 25 players on the previous episode. Give that a watch. We have some hot takes delivered by us both. We always get into it. Um, with that, I just drafted Chris Olave at the 25th pick. Where are you going with 26, my friend? Uh, I guess uh, we're going with rankings. We're going rankings here. So the 26th ranked player. Easily Josh Allen here should have still gone ahead of Jacob, still should have gone ahead of Alave. Uh, again, when you're just looking at like the positional strength, like the, the leverage that you're going to get, if you're seeing Mahomes go off the board, Hurts, and you're in the middle of this group, I just think it's prudent to go ahead and grab him before you, you know, allow someone else to get him at value. You know, letting him get too far away from these top guys when in reality he's going to be in that, you know, one through three conversation. He's been a top three QB the last two seasons since they acquired Stephon Diggs, pushes the ball downfield, uh, you know, leads the the quarterbacks in the league in, in passing attempts. A lot of opportunity there. And even as he's regressed efficiency-wise, like more interceptions, lower QBR rating in three straight seasons, he still finished again as QB2 last year. 
Uh, it's a very good situation to buy in on, and I don't want to let anyone else in my lobby uh, get him at value. If you're looking at this team here, good goodness, Kelsey, Henry, Josh Allen. Oh, my goodness. That's a, that's a blessing. That's a blessing of a start. Nice and balanced. Josh Allen, I can't argue with that too much. He would have been my next player off the board as well. We were pretty close with these. I just had a couple of players mm -hmm. ranked ahead of these quarterbacks. With that, uh, I am going to go with Amari Cooper. Okay. is my next ranked player up at the 27th spot. If I love Deshaun Watson as much as I do, I have to therefore love Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper is going to have his up and down weeks like he usually does, but he's going to have some big, big weeks. He's going to win you weeks mm -hmm. by himself, I think. I think um, he's going to have some big weeks. I could see 12, 1,200 yards or so in the range of Amari Cooper, some touchdowns as well. So I think Amari Cooper is going to have a very big season. Where does he fall in you? Because he's a very polarizing player for sure this season. Is that, he's at 38. Yeah, I know. I have him a lot. I, I wouldn't him draft him here because I know I can get him lower, but I have him right, ranked right, here. Yeah. So I have him a little bit lower. I just feel like they're going to spread the ball around. I don't believe that Deshaun Watson is an elite passer in the NFL, uh, hence why I took him you know, to lose that prop bet of ours. Uh, just not someone that echoes confidence for me in the passing game. Deshaun Watson, a dual threat. But I feel that the offense, if is if it's really good, it's because Deshaun Watson is doing some creative things with his legs and extending drives that way. And Nick Chubb is the biggest, you know, benefactor of that. You know, the offense being a little bit more efficient. But when we saw him, you know, pass and throw the ball, even continuing into this this uh, training camp, it, it just hasn't been consistent. It hasn't been great. And you know, there haven't been actual many positive reports out of camp about him throwing. That's not to say that the offense still won't be better than it was with maybe you know Jacoby Brissett leading the way, right? Like I just think that the, the team has to get better. I think Amari Cooper could have a good season, but very boomer bust-esque player for me this year. Just you're not gonna know in redraft what week to start him and what week to fade him. So I, I just think that he is gonna continue to be polarizing in this offense. I I do agree. Yes, definitely some up and down weeks for sure. Who's 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 up next for you at 28? Uh, Devonta Smith, uh, just again, going back to that uh, high passing or not high passing offense, but high scoring offense of the Eagles, just a vacuum for potential points and fantasy production. Smith, very good last year when Dallas Goddard was injured, kind of came that, you know, secondary target behind AJ Brown was getting seven, eight, nine targets a game. I still think that he can provide that. He's a great player to, uh, to utilize in yards after catch, you know, type of play calling which the Eagles thrive in. So I think he's a very good, you know, Robin to A.J. Brown's Batman. They're, they complement each other very well, and I still think that he'll get a fair amount of usage. I'm definitely more comfortable taking him ahead of Amari Cooper, just in the, in the sense that, again, the Eagles will score a lot of points. There's going to be a lot of opportunity there, a lot of extended drives, et cetera. Vontae Smith, this is proper value. He would have been my pick there as well. I think, yes, a third-round value is the proper – I know he was a top-10 wide receiver last season. There, a lot had to go right for that. I expect him to be more of a very high-end wide receiver too, just because mm -hmm. of the presence of A.J. Brown, a healthier Dallas Goddard, a very run-heavy offense, You know, plenty of talented running backs back there. I just don't think there's a big enough target pie for Devontae Smith to finish as a top-10 wide receiver again, but he is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. With that, I just want to give a – one more shout out or one of our first shout outs to our sponsors. 
You've waited all year and the time has finally arrived. College football is back and so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. I was talking about it on the previous show to hammer the Chiefs at 11 and a half, 12, whatever it is on your particular on DraftKings Sportsbook at the time because it changes frequently. Hammer Kansas City on the over when it's hit on six of the past seven seasons. Justin was also talking about Derrick Henry over nine and a half rushing touchdowns. I couldn't love yes, that sir. more for my RB2 on the season. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can take $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. 877-HOPE-NY in partnership with in Hollywood Casino at Charlestown races all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. The number is 888-789-777 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We are also brought to you by GameTime.co. I have been frequently frustrated by the ticket buying industry trying to pull up tickets when you're at the event, you're trying to load up the screen, you're trying to get your screenshot, you haven't even gotten your email from the company yet with the tickets. That does not happen over at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. You know, I'm... I am looking up already the Pantera show at the ball arena this Wednesday. I've already bought my tickets on game time. I couldn't be more excited about that little heavy metal show going to rock out this Wednesday. So super excited about that. And I got my tickets over on game time, flash deals and last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest prices, guarantee event cancel cancelization protection and job loss protection as well forget planning months in advance game time deals has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts and comedy and more the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you for 100 of that difference <clears throat> snag the tickets without the stress of game time download the game time app Create an account and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. All right. We're going to dive back into these rankings here. Oh, man. You took Devontae Smith. That's right. So it is me. and I'm going to take a quarterback. I have Lamar Jackson as my quarterback three ahead of my Lord and Savior, Patrick Mahomes. That's how okay. I feel about Lamar Jackson. What, what number are we at right now? We are at 29. Okay, so I'm at 31, so pretty close. Yes. 39, uh, 29. I just, the rushing upside, I don't think he's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, not by a long shot. But just when you add the, the things for fantasy purposes that Lamar Jackson does, I think it's going to be a very mm-hmm. big season for him this year. And 
if I was playing, you know, I also, it's the upside, you know, it's not that, you know, if I was betting my life, if I was betting my, my life on who's going to have a better season, I might go with Patrick Mahomes. But when oh. you, when I have that Lamar Pretty Jackson, when I just have that Lamar Jackson, that guy <laughs> who could just break the whole league MVP thousand yards and 4,000 yards passing, win me my whole fantasy league. I think that's Lamar Jackson this year, not the guy who's going to be. I'll have to elevate his wide receivers every week. So that's why I have Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson just a little higher in my rankings. Of course, the floor is lower. With the injuries the last few seasons, he's failed to finish as a top 10 quarterback each of the last three years. Of course, massively failed on his ADP. But I think we get back this year. We don't like to bet on injuries. So with everything right. being equal, Lamar Jackson's going to succeed in fantasy in 2023. What are your thoughts? No, I, I agree. I think he's in line for a big year. Todd Monken going to come in. He's going to elevate the passing game. And I think that the team's not going to you know, be top 10 in the league for passing attempts or anything like that. Just going to be more of a balance from what you saw out of a Greg Roman offense where they were running, you know, like 80 percent of the time. You know, they just continuously led the league in rushing attempts and just not passing the ball enough, not creating a lot of excitement in the in the, in the deep ball. Now they have the weapons to do it. You know, say what you want about Rashad Bateman, but as long as he's healthy, he'll be a nice depth piece. Zay Flowers been looking really good. Odell Beckham looks healthy. He looks back to to normal, as we'll say. Uh, been looking pretty good in practice. So obviously, you still also have Mark Andrews there. He's going to be like you know the biggest benefactor of this improved offense and you know you know higher concentration and passing in general. So lots to like about Lamar. I just see him going in like that fourth round range. That's where I prefer to get him. But if you're being a little bit more sharp and you trust your drafting skills, I think that taking him at the end of the third is is just fine. Jamie checking in. Hello, my friend. We missed you on the first one, Jamie. Where were you? I'm just kidding. Jamie, you show up to all of them. We can't count on you for every single one of them to stir up the live chat. So happy to have you here, my friend. Uh, we did just you, post the other one. So you can you can go back and check that later if you'd like. And we broke down the first 25. We're getting down to the next 25 right here. So where are you going with player 30? Uh, Deontay Johnson, just someone who just continues to be disrespected in the market. I think he ranks anywhere from you know, like wide receiver 34 to 40, depending on wherever you're getting your ADP. Uh, just been absolutely atrocious this offseason for this a high. wide receiver. Well, okay, that's, that's, that's fine. High. I love Deontay Johnson. This is high. And again, this is this is definitely a strong note to remember. You don't draft him at the spot. Yeah. This is how mm-hmm. this is how valuable yeah. he is because he is being just middled and buried in people's rankings. And he's someone that you're just like you get to like your sixth or seventh pick, and you're like, wait a second, I I get Deontay Johnson as my third receiver, as my fourth wide receiver. This is insane. I had so to this scroll is, past like twelve names to get to Deontay Johnson on this exactly list. Um, exactly. Wide, just wide receivers. For, again, a guy who's had 140-plus targets in three straight seasons, it's a complete overreaction to him having zero receiving touchdowns last year. He's going to return to form. I think that you can kind of counterbalance his highs and lows from touchdowns. I think he probably settles with anywhere from four to six this year, but still a guy that's going to have over 100 catches, over 140-plus targets. It's a great situation. I have Kenny Pickett as a breakout QB this year. I think the offense is going to be better while still – being a identifiably run-first offense. Like, I still think that they pound the rock on the ground. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, I think that they're going to get theirs, but I think that the offense is still going to be better and certainly, you know, have enough volume to make, you know, Deontay Johnson at least consider considerable for that wide receiver one discussion again. 
can't, I have nothing really to say. I just have a couple of the young big play receivers ahead of them here. You know, I would probably, I would have had, <clears throat> I would have taken, let's look here. I would have had probably Jerry Judy ahead of him barely just because I'm a big Jerry Judy guy, Keenan Allen. There's a couple names mm-hmm. there ahead of him, but he's coming up pretty quick. I'm going to take the guy next, though. I have him as my 29th ranked player, 28th ranked player, is the mm-hmm. player getting the most touches in the Pittsburgh <laughs> offense. That's Najee Harris. I yeah. think Najee Harris has gotten a lot of grief for being an inefficient running back in the NFL. Maybe right, you know, doesn't doesn't have the best vision. But, however, he's played behind a poor offensive line in Pittsburgh the last couple of years. Been a, a bad offensive situation in general. Ben Roethlisberger was a shell of himself in 2021. Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett was not a – the offense was a mess last year with the Steelers as well. I expect the offensive line to be a, better this season. I think the offense is going to be on the field more. There's going to be more plays. There's going to be more touchdowns. There's going to be a lot with Najee Harris. My friend Deon, uh, our friend Jamie talking about his love of Deontay Johnson. Nothing wrong with that there. We've been Jamie's been with us on the Deontay Johnson hype train all offseason long. But what are your thoughts on Najee Harris? Because I'm very high on him this season. I, I like Najee a lot. Another guy that as long as everything goes goes his way and he's healthy, he should touch the ball over 300 times. It's just that his touches are a little bit lower, lower value. You, you know, you, you're missing some of that explosion that we saw from his rookie season. You're seeing Jalen Warren kind of sneak in and have his stock rise a bit. That usage is going to go up just a smidge for him, I have to imagine. Again, when, when the offense is better, you're not going to want to completely bury your uh, run, running back one. You're going to want him to be healthy all season long. So I could see Jalen Warren starting off the season in more of a nagging manner uh, to Najee Harris's value. But season long, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be a guy that just gets a ton of volume. Again, run first offense. Offensive line is better, like you said. It's been getting better in three straight seasons. So I like the improvements that they've made. Like I just said, I consider uh, Pickett to be a breakout quarterback this year, expecting the offense to be better. As long as he's healthy, he's going to be a very good value. I have him at player 37, so a little bit lower. Um, Have some players ahead of him that I think are you know, more – easily able to avoid busting you know I, I think still the first half of the season left us wanting a little bit more out of Najee Harris fantastic second half finish but started off the the year just very poorly so I think that still leaves a little bit of a taste in my mouth I got him a little bit farther down at 37. Where are you headed with our 32nd ranked player in this? Looks like I'm up to TJ Hawkinson who I consider you know, to be the wide receiver too in this offense. I, I think that he's going to finish second in targets behind Justin Jefferson in an offense that's going to pass the ball a lot. Obviously, we saw Dalvin Cook leave. I'm not a buyer or advocate of any of these running backs. Uh, Alexander Madison, Tyson Chandler, none of these guys are going to do it for me. I just see this team having to pass the ball a lot, which is greatly, greatly going to benefit TJ Hawkinson and rookie Jordan Addison, as well as, of course, the best player in the NFL right now, Justin Jefferson. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for Hawkinson. He looked fantastic to finish last season. A great value right now, in my opinion, if you're attacking the tight end position, getting him after Kelsey in the fourth round or you know close to that, you know, pending how many teams you have in your league. Uh, but a very good situation and an offense that, it, again, will have to pass the ball a lot. He should vac- vacuum up some high volume and high value targets this year. I don't even have a particular argument slated against TJ Hawkinson. I can just point to the history of disastrous tight end finishes 
the last five or six years for tight ends not named Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski, even but even Rob Gronkowski had plenty of down seasons due to injuries. I just I just can't get a tight end this early. The production just seemed it's just hard. You know, the tight ends are asked to do so much in the NFL. It's almost it's a mm-hmm. systemic problem, not the individual player. You know, it's blocking. It's you're more susceptible to injuries. You know, the wide receivers are just going to be naturally more gifted route runners a lot of the time. So Jordan Addison, I think there's certainly a world I can see Jordan Addison eating a lot more into TJ Hawkinson's work than we expect. So therefore I'm just not, I just don't, I just rather keep going running pound running back and wide receiver, get my tight ends later on. So I tend to fade the tight ends a little bit and I have, do have Mark Andrews ahead of him, but I'm not too far behind on TJ Hawkinson here up next. I have Travis Etienne. I think Travis Etienne, I think, of course, the disrespect's getting a little high. Tank Bigsby's making all these big plays in the preseason. I think Travis Etienne's still the running back to own here, going to get the majority of the early down work. And then maybe even Tank Bigsby. I think maybe there's a chance Tank Bigsby getting some early down work. Maybe it opens up Travis Etienne getting the pass catching role. I've, I've argued that I think Tank Bigsby could even be a better pure pass catcher than T- Travis Etienne. But Travis Etienne, of course, is the more far more dynamic athlete, better with the ball mm-hmm. in his hands. Yeah, I actually have him outside of my top 50 right now. I have him at number I, I know. I was. I thought that was an omission. I thought you were going to tell me you forgot nope. to put him in your rankings. No, nope. I did not forget him. I just have him down there because I am higher on Tank Bigsby, and I think that the offense will pass more than people believe. I mean, the perception is right now they're going to run the ball a lot with ETN and Tank Bigsby. I don't think that that does any favors to ETN, having someone that's going to come in to complement him and not necessarily be of a lesser of enough talent to where it's just full wheels up, like a Nick Chubb versus Jerome Ford. Tank Bigsby a lot closer to ETN than Ford is to you know uh, to Chubb, right? So in this situation, I just feel like they're going to split more. The offense is going to revolve around splash plays to Ridley, to Kirk, and Travis or Travis and to uh, to to Ingram. So for me, I'm I'm holding off on him a bit more. Ivan parked back at uh, position 52. Wow. I, I was hot. I thought you were going to tell me you forgot him. That's hot. Nope. Before I let you dive into your next ranked player, though, I just want to tell the viewers one more time about our Patreon page. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. The guys just recorded their first sports gambling podcast stories episode as well, just for Patreons chronicling the birth of the sports gambling podcast network. There's even a discord channel for the patrons as well. The sports gambling podcast has, and always will give out all their picks for free. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog NFL Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favorite over and under picks. They even got college football and NFL preseason. And, of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $3 million. I have been looking at, you know, I'm not a big baseball guy, but, you know, I've just been, you know, any time that, like, I feel like, that Ohtani guy is that the angel? I see. I that shows you a baseball player that I am. Uh, the Ohtani. The I can't even pronounce his name. Shohei the, man for the, the best player in baseball right now. I can't pronounce. Yeah, show, his name. He, he's like the he's like Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know anything about baseball, but even I can. Go I don't on know there anything and, about baseball he, either, but I know that guy's name. Yes, and but people love him so much that you can just 
click his under most games and people just love betting over. So if you just bet his under, you have a pretty good avenue to winning money. People like to have fun. They think he's this is the game he's going to get two home runs. So this betting his unders is one of my favorites right now. Betting and you can do that with a lot of the best players in any sport. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, that's that's embarrassing. I couldn't even name the best player in baseball. See, that's how I've never I haven't watched a second Is of baseball baseball over yet. I wish. They got like three more months, probably. Uh but that's I ridiculous. certainly won't be watching it, especially if the Royals aren't any good, which they're horrible. So no. We do have one of the best young players in baseball, though. And I Is can't his name Shohei Otani? <laughs> no, but I can't. I'm so I got so little sleep last night. I can't even even remember his name right now. I just hate <clears> baseball. It's uh, but we had the Royals have those like the stud young player who's really good. But this is not a baseball podcast. I will not good talk for about them any longer. <laughs> um, where are you going with our 34th player? Oh, let's see here. I believe we are up to Jameer Gibbs. Okay. Detroit Lions, a very good situation. Has an opportunity to be second in the team in total targets if he gets like that elite type of running back passing volume. <clears throat> I could see a stat line very similar to Christian McCaffrey's rookie season where he rushed for less than 500 yards but had 80 plus catches and he finished as running back 10. So I I have I hold Gibbs in high regard for this season. I think that between him and Montgomery, they should get a lot of a lot of production. You have about 3,200, or I'm sorry, 2,300 um, vacated rushing yards, 22 rushing touchdowns, and 360 plus rushing attempts. So there's a lot of opportunity here with Jamal Williams leaving, as well as DeAndre Swift. Just the vacated opportunities plus the high draft capital have to ensure that he's going to be in line for a lot of touches, a lot of production. Still think that David Montgomery will probably walk away with the Lions <laughs> share of carries and probably rushing touchdowns this year. Can Jameer Gibbs get that ADP, though, if he doesn't have some of that? In PPR, yes. In PPR, yes, absolutely. If you're looking at a standard format, which we are not because we were born, or at least for me, you know, after 1985, um, you know, if you're looking at standard, you're kind of just flipping their value, right? Like where Montgomery would go, you're taking Gibbs, where – Gibbs would go, you're taking Montgomery and vice versa. So in PPR, you absolutely have to have Gibbs this high. And it's also just because whatever ADP you're playing at, they have him high right now. The market has Gibbs a lot higher than I think he should be at, but I do believe he's worth the price 
especially if he's going to mirror something, like I said, that rookie season for Christian McCaffrey. Not a ton of priority on rushing the ball, but a huge priority in the passing offense. You know, I'm just a little bit worried about the total volume. I think, you know, the pass catching is a little bit. Not many players are Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler, and they don't get that, like, Mm -hmm. consistent target volume. It's a little more sporadic for most even pass catching running backs. So I just worry could be a little bit boom and bust, especially if you're in a managed league where you're setting lineups. I just think that with the the bad – somewhat of the bad taste that's in their mouth from spending such a high draft pick on Jamison Williams – they want this investment to play out in their favor. I think he's in line for a lot of touches. We can't call Jamison Williams a bad investment yet. When you spend that positive. type of draft capital, he, they were they both went top twelve, and one of and and what? How many more games does Jamison Williams play than Jameer Gibbs? Two. I mean, Jamison Williams. They knew they were going to lose him for the first year. It does sting that he. But he came back. No, he came back at the end of his first year. He was able to come back and play a little, which was nice. I meant that it was going to be a lost season, essentially. Right, but then when you have to lose him for six games for gambling-related activities, that's a disappointment. And that's been the talk around camp: is that they're a little fed up with some of his antics. Like, he's portraying and, and behaving like a player that's played more than two games you know what i mean Absolutely. but they're not seeing that on that. the field so i think that they really want this investment to work out like again with the amount of vacated opportunities by him and david montgomery and they're just being a clear lack of passing weapons like who, who are you trying to give more volume to you know khalif raymond josh reynolds or jameer gibbs you know it's definitely the guy you just spent the 12th overall pick on jameer gibbs i think that's a pretty good spot for him too I, can, I think the next player I have here is I think some people are going to be shocked he's still here. I think there's going to be some angry Bengals fans is what I think. T. Higgins. T. T. Higgins next up off the board. I was looking to see if you forgot him because I was expecting you to have him a lot higher. You have him further down than I do. Yeah, I have him at 40. So yeah, a little bit less. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot lower than consensus on T. Higgins. <clears throat> Just a player who has not hasn't finished higher than the wide receiver 16 hasn't had an extremely high target share with Jamar chase in the lineup, had that stretch in 2021 that was extremely productive, but there's just a lot of underlying metrics that suggest that T Higgins is probably more of a salt, a very good wide receiver two than a potential wide receiver one, especially just with Jamar chase in the lineup. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you have him even lower similar thoughts for you. Yeah, I mean, you're, when you're just playing second fiddle to one of the better receivers in the league in Jamar Chase, it's going to be tough to just be, you know, a reliable fantasy starter. Like he is kind of that picture and that mold of what Boomer Bust looks like. You know, he could go off for two for 56 and a touchdown. He could drop double digit receptions, but if he does, he needs Jamar Chase to be out of the lineup. And I just think that his ceiling is just capped. Like you're just going to see very inconsistent stat lines from him. But then at the end of the year, it's not going to look so bad. You know, he, he's going to put up numbers, but at, at the end of the season, you're not going to know, you know, the rhyme or manner in which, you know, he actually collected those, you know, like I said, just more boom, more, more boomer bust category for, for Higgins uh, would really appreciate it if he would get on a, on a new team. Cause I think in a lot of rosters, he's like the top guy. Like, could you imagine if, um, if he was on the Cardinals next season with I Kyler Murray? Uh, Cardinals would be good too. I thought you were going to say my we Chiefs. Always say I the Chiefs I we, we always say the Chiefs. We always I have we always say it. the Chiefs. But like a team where they just need, they're so thirsty and hungry for someone to come in and just be that high volume, high target guy. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. T. Higgins, somebody who could be, uh, I think he's going to be, I think it's so hard to pay what they're going to have to pay for two wide receivers and a quarterback, but mm-hmm. that remains to be seen. They act like they are dead set on keeping him, but we'll find out. Great, great Ooh. talent, just not a great situation. Jamie says yeah, that's I, late for I see him go that early too, but I just think that that's, that's a waste of draft capital. Uh, I would certainly have all the receivers listed ahead of them that I have here. Cooper, uh, Devontae Smith, who is that? Deontay, Garrett Wilson, Waddle. Like Deontay Johnson is going to have way more volume, way more volume. That's very true. But, uh, you know, of course, Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. T. Higgins will be productive. It just won't be the borderline wide receiver production that some are hoping for. Right. Who is <clears throat> up at what it looks like to be 36? Uh, Scary Terry. Scary Terrence McLaurin. Right. Uh, he's just absolutely QB detergent. Like, there's no QB that can come around and stink him up. He's just I mean, always. It's kind of like DJ Moore, I feel like, though. It's just kind of like we over. No. I mean, he's good. He's okay, but it's just like it's we wish for more just because of the offensive situation. He's always been good, no matter who his quarterback has been. Um, I'll pull it up here. I believe he still has three straight 1,000 yard seasons. So good though, you, you, you and think as a rookie, and as a rookie, he put up nine hundred and nineteen. So the last the last three seasons, receiver, uh, excuse me, wide receiver fourteen, wide receiver twenty five, and wide receiver twenty. And you said we're at what player thirty six? I'll live yep. with that. Seventy seven <laughs> catches, seventy seven catches, eighty seven catches. And these are with bad quarterbacks. Had nearly twelve hundred receiving yards last year. 1,053 uh, the year before, and 1,118 three years ago. Every one of his quarterbacks has been bad. At one point, he was playing with Alex Smith with half of a leg. I mean, the guy is, is just never going to be bad. And now he's in a situation with Eric Bieniemy, who I feel like could get him that type of Travis Kelsey treatment, where he gets 150-plus targets, where he's you know hyper-targeted in an offense that hasn't been very good. Like, they need to turn the page, right? Like, they need to be better – I don't think Eric Bieniemy is coming in to have that same type of like conservative approach. I think he's going to get very creative with this offense, and he's going to hyper-target his best asset in Terry McLaurin. I know a lot of people are excited about Jayon Dotson, uh, Antonio Gibson taking on a PPR type of role in that in that backfield, but I still feel like if this offense is going to be significantly better, it's going to be on the back of Terry McLaurin having a career production season. I. Well, see, you know, you said how bad he's played, or you know, how he's played with bad quarterbacks. I don't know if that'll change this season, unfortunately, but he does have Eric Bieniemy now. Jamie asking us a question in the chat, though. Can't believe I'm asking this, but I'm on the clock debating Charbonnet and Khalil Herbert. Obviously, I'm a rush on guy. Should I just should I skip Herbert? Well, Jamie, I know, I know for a fact, Jamie, you have not been drafting any Khalil Herbert this offseason, so you need to change that. You need to get a little exposure on the man for the guy who's probably going to lead. Probably going to lead the Bears' backfield at least in 2023. I know you're a Roshan guy, so you got to get a little bit of exposure, change that up a little bit, get a little Khalil Herbert. And Dynasty, yeah. you didn't say, I, I think this is probably redraft, Jamie, but if it was Dynasty, I would certainly go Zach Charbonnet, but Khalil Herbert that's, would be my that's favorite. That's a fact, yeah. In Dynasty, by all means, pull the trigger on Charbonnet, but in redraft, it's, it's Herbert all day. We got one more. Should I trade Eckler and Devontae for Ch- – that, come on, that's pretty. That's, not, that's pretty even. That's not like, real. That's, that's as even as it gets. Uh, what? Oh no, this is redraft. I keep thinking in dynasty. We're talking about trades already in a redraft league. 
Hey, you never know, man. It can't. This can't be dynasty, of course, because that makes more sense. This can't be dynasty. So this is a redraft league talking about yeah, trade already. He okay. says he says redraft full point PPR. Oh, okay, all right. If that they're if they're off to the races early, they're off to the races early. Don't let Emerson you know hey, disrespect our. I just, our no, I here. love it, dude. No, I love it. I respect game, game respects game. That's all. I'm just surprised to see another. Yeah, DJ I will. Out there. Uh, it says trade Eckler and Devontae for Chase and Bijan. I I think that's fine. I think that they're all very close. I think you have Eckler and Bijan very close. I think B- that's, I have Chase I think, ahead of Devontae and I have Bijan ahead of Eckler. So that means it's right. an easy decision for me. That that would be the the way to go, but I just don't think that you have to make the trade. And I think if you do, get something else. Get get something else on top of it. Make make it a little bit juicy. But he's getting the Chase and Bijan side, I think, right? Yeah, but again, like you're you're just swapping like earlier first round pick for later first round pick. Like it's but just I, a weird but, trade. But me personally, though, I have Chase as my number one pick. I have Bijan Robinson ahead of Austin Eckler in my ranking. So this is an easy one for me. I love it. Like I'm saying, you you can do it. I I, I think if I'm giving up what I'm giving up, then I want to get something back a little bit bigger. Because again, you're just swapping like the first end of the first round, slightly to the back end of the first round. Yeah, just like if I offered you, uh, if I offered you Justin Jefferson for Jamar Chase, you'd take Justin Jefferson, right? Even though it's the similar thing, you're just swapping. You take Justin Jefferson. I think I'll just settle with what I was given. Oh Emerson. my goodness! I'll just, That's... I'll just take what I was given. I don't need to do that. Trust your rankings. Trust your rankings. Take... All right, who's our that. next guy up? All right, we'll dive. We'll get back into it. Um, you just took Terry McLaurin. Let me get. Yep. I was I was doing a little research on on Deontay Johnson. Let me pull back up my board here. I have Keenan Allen up next. Yep, good pick. Risky, risky player, but I think Keenan Allen, somebody who could have a bounce back season. You know, he was mm-hmm. extremely productive last season when he was on the field. Just his hamstrings blew up, and he missed like ten weeks of the season. So. Uh, hopefully that changes this year. Downfield passing attack brought by Kellen Moore. Bounce back season from a healthier Justin Herbert, a healthier offensive mm-hmm. line. Yeah, I think it's wheels up for the Chargers offense. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I can't disagree there. Don't have many other names ahead of him. Uh, very good situation. The offense is going to bounce back. Herbert's going to be healthy. And as long as Keenan Allen is healthy for the Chargers, he's going to be their top guy. He'll lead the team in targets. The improved offense only raises his ceiling. So still a very good situation. You're just buying on whether or not he's going to be healthy. I'm saying he's going to be, you know, one of the better receivers this year. I think he's of, of immense value. When he was healthy down the stretch last year, he was the wide receiver four in games played. So he's still in that elite status for sure. All right. I, I like your thoughts on that. Justin Herbert, like I said, bounce back season in 2023. Yep. Well, who's up next for you? Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I'm going to buy a little bit of a dip here with uh, Zeke Elliott coming over. Uh, I think this team is going to run the ball a lot. I also expect Mac Jones to not be the starter, most likely after week five. And I feel that that's going to embrace more of a ground and pound type of style. It's gonna be zap? Yep, it's going to be zappy. What? Yep. I do not see this what? team winning uh, five oh. through weeks one through five. Take a look at the schedule. Wow. Take a look. I do not see them winning uh, more than, uh, well, winning any games, excuse me, through week five. If he makes it to the bye week, which I think is week 11, the team will be three and seven at best. Zappy will come in after the bye or after week five. And I think you're going to see this team really embrace the run game. You're going to see a lot of Ramondre, a lot of Zeke Elliott. I just don't see this team being very good. They are in 
you know, the last position in their division, potentially even in their conference. They've just been piecemealing a roster together since the departure of Tom Brady. It's, it's not the same old Patriots. But that doesn't mean that Ramondre can't have a good season on a team that's going to need to run the ball a lot and produce a lot of explosion out of the backfield, a la his legs and passing opportunity. So still a very good position, but it's based on the fact that he's in a, on a bad team, bad roster, team that's going to be playing from behind a lot, could have some garbage time value. I think that the only thing that we're going to miss out on is like a high touchdown return season. I think with now Zeke on the team, you're not looking at double-digit rushing touchdowns maybe double-digit all-purpose touchdowns, but he's not going to be a immense threat in the red zone because Zeke's going to have some high-value touches down there. Yeah, you know, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott actually affects him that much. So I actually, I, I don't mind drafting him at his current ADP. His previous ADP is like an RB1 was high for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, now is like the RB15 or so. Yeah, that's more palatable. Up next for me, I have Mark Andrews. I think this is outstanding value. You know, this is I have him a few spot. I have him a few players, but I think he's my 33rd ranked player. Mark mm-hmm. Andrews. I had, think Lamar Jackson's going to have a big season. So I think Mark Andrews is still the top target here. He's going to be sharing with a little bit more wide receivers, but you know, this is the guy who's going to, you know, as long as he's healthy, going to have over a thousand yards. This is great place to get a value tight end. I still have him as my tight end too, ahead of TJ Hawkinson. It's very close. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why you have <clears throat> TJ Hawkinson ahead of him. Are you, is he your tight end three? Uh, he is my tight end three. I do have him behind Hawkinson. I just see Hawkinson potentially getting something closer to what we saw uh, in 2021 with like Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey. I think that <clears throat> he and Justin Jefferson could easily both have over 130 targets and just be, you know, hyper targeted in their offense. Andrews, I feel a little bit less likely to hit that type of outcome because even if the team is passing the ball more, I still see it being balanced out with a strong run game. You still have J.K. Dobbins there. Lamar Jackson's still going to do a lot of things with his legs. And if the offense is as good as they say it's going to be with the emergence of Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr., I still see there being a few more mouths to feed. You don't have a high-end receiver like a Justin Jefferson kind of as a roadblock. So could still lead the team in targets, but I think that the receiver talent is stronger than it's been in years past. So I have him just penalized a few spots back uh, in my rankings overall for that reason. Okay, that's understandable. Mark Andrews, somebody was on a a massive pace last year before Lamar Jackson. The wheels kind of fell off in week five. Where are you headed with our 40th ranked player? Uh, I believe we're up to Jerry Judy. I don't think we've we've hit on him yet. Is that right? Yep. That's yep. Jerry Judy. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yep. So Jerry Judy here in a very good situation. The offense is going to be revamped with Sean Payton. I think that Judy should lead the team in targets just based on his skill set. Being a guy that can play inside and outside has you know great ability of speed and change of direction. Someone you want to get the the ball in uh, in his hands quite a bit, but is that going to be the case? I'm believing so. I just don't see Cortland Sutton coming in and taking you know, the, the lead on the amount of volume in this offense. So I feel like he's going to get drawn up in space in some creative packages and, again, just be in a situation to lead this team in targets. Team should take a step forward, I'm betting, under Sean Payton. It sounds like they're, you know, it's a little bit more strict. The culture's, you know, a little bit more revered, we'll say. So I'm hoping the Russell that they, Wilson uh, vibes. The Russell Wilson vibes in Denver are bad. He's not looking very good in practice. 
Now they're saying the same thing about Deshaun Watson. So I don't oh know what to tell God. you. <laughs> they're saying the exact same things. Go, you know, you won't see much of a difference in the camp reports from uh, from quarterbacks. Um, I'm just I'm just hoping that we see something similar, if not a little bit of an improvement from his stat lines last year, which I think in this territory are warranted of a draft pick. I'm high on Jerry Judy as well. I think he is clearly the wide receiver one in Denver. I, for my next player, I have DeAndre Hopkins. This man was, I mean, every time he was out on the field with Kyler Murray last year was a very good fantasy player. Of -hmm. course, it was suspended the first six games. And then when the backup quarterbacks came in, you know, it was like down to the third string guy. That was going to be a mess. But DeAndre Hopkins I mean, I think he, what, what was he was over on pace for over 1,400 yards receiving last year. I think you now I, I think his best age is certainly behind him. I, once again, I, I think it says something that NFL teams weren't very interested. However, I think this is a good value for a player who maybe still is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But the offense, of course, it's a mess of an offensive situation. Maybe mm. I have him much much lower, so I do not have him in my top 50. Just not someone I'm looking to buy because we've seen him have issues staying healthy. Not someone that I predict to have an injury, but someone that I believe will protect him, protect himself if the time comes where it's a coin flip. You know, whether it's, you know, like, oh, I might, I might be able to play or I might not. I think that he's a not. Uh, and that's just because I don't love the volume in this offense. I don't think that he's going to play week one through five or whatever and be like, oh, wow, yeah, like I'm getting used a ton. If I get hurt in week eight, like I should definitely come back, you know, and get all this great usage. I just don't think he's that guy anymore. Um, and again, going into this offense, it's going to run the ball a lot. He just feels more like a decoy in this offense than he does like an elite, you know, producer. You know, I, am I down now? Of course, you know, I would never take him in a dynasty league. It's just against me. But, you know, it just in, in the one year redraft leagues, I feel like, you know, I don't, I almost, I almost will just throw out that kind of expect the wheels to fall off because of age, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. kind of just throw it out the window just because I'm like one year league. I'm so di- I'm so age adverse in dynasty league. I don't mind getting my exposure to these older players in redraft. Sure. sure. Who no, is he, he's a polarizing player. In my opinion, I think that you can get him at, at discount. I think you can get him yeah. at a value in a lot of leagues. Who's up at 41 for you, my friend. Uh, coming down to it here. Let's see. Uh, Joe Mixon, I believe, is off now. Just making sure again we didn't touch base on him. Yep, Joe Joseph Mixon uh, looks like he's been cleared of any legal wrongdoings in his uh, recent court case, which is always nice. Which is always great to see out of your fantasy football players going to be able to play all year long. That's that's always good. Uh, just in an offense that's a, again a vacuum for high scoring opportunities. Going to be in the red zone a lot. You lose Samaje P Ryan to the Broncos this off season. I do think that Chase Brown plays a role in the offense, but you know it should be wheels up for Joe Mixon this year. He's going to get a lot of touches. Could easily get three hundred plus touches. They use him, you know, in this in the passing game a little bit. They did more so last year, which was nice to see. I like to see them progress uh, his uh, his pass catching opportunity. Something that we've been very eager eager for in the fantasy football community. But you know, it's just based on the amount of times that they're going to be in the red zone. He's probably going to be second for most all-purpose yards in this offense. Just a, a great spot for him, especially if you're doing like a zero RB approach. He's someone that can land in your lap as your top running back drafted. Uh, certainly a situation I am not uh, adverse to. 
Yeah, I don't have too much to add to Joe Mixon. You know, you just look at the offense he's in. As long as he's he's the running back to get the carries back there, he will be he this is a safe finish for him. Yep. There's no other competition back there, so it just comes down to him staying healthy. If he's healthy out there, he will hit on this ADP. <clears throat> Up next for me, you call yourself a fan of the Chicago Bears. He was my, my next guy up. He was my next guy. You call yourself a fan. Oh, I well, I, I actually don't know who you're – actually, I don't know who you're talking about. There's two Chicago Bears in play here. I'm taking DJ Moore. I don't know if you were thinking yes. – I was thinking of Justin yes. Fields. DJ no, no, Moore. No, this is DJ Moore, yeah. DJ Moore up next for me here. My goodness. How much longer can we let this man fall? DJ uh, – I think – I don't know if this is an – Justin Fields is a much better like overall player, but I don't know if this is a, a fantastic passing situation, but he is, I think in a much better situation than Carolina. I think this offense is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, I think like it's could be like a Detroit situation last year, you know, they're, they're kind of finding their wheels a lot of the year, but by the end of the year, you see the Chicago bears, you know, offense starting to uh, get hit their stride. So I think DJ Moore is, I think a solid wide receiver too, for me this season. No, he's he's a fantastic value at this spot here. Someone that if you somehow find yourself going, you know, in a boomer fashion, boomer heavy, first four picks, first three picks at running back, I don't suggest it. But if you do, good place to start with DJ Moore on your team as your top wide receiver. I think he's going to be in line for uh, plenty of opportunities this year to sustain this draft capital, if not better than this draft capital in our in our rankings. And that's just because the Bears defense is bad. Another bottom five team last year in points allowed even if they progress they're still probably bottom 10 and they scored the fifth most points last year on uh, or, i'm sorry with an offense that was terrible they were absolutely awful they had no depth at receiver they just had justin fields just scrambling all over the place and putting up big numbers to end the year it was awesome to see but we we're just constantly begging for that help the offense now has that help they now have dj moore they went out and got Chase Claypool as well. They just have more depth. They're not relying on Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet to be their top two targets in this offense. They're a team that has more weapons uh, you know, in the passing game. DJ Moore should benefit from that, and so should Justin Fields. He'll definitely outplay this uh, this ADP right here. I I like DJ Moore a lot this season. I just worry that, yes, once again, it's, you know, it's not going to be a particularly efficient passing offense, but... 30% target share, I think, remedies Ooh. a lot of those issues. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, where are you going, 43? Uh, let's see. We already said T. Higgins. Looks like we are up to Aaron Jones. While I don't love the Packers this season, I don't believe that Jordan Love can sustain you know, a top 30 wide receiver for fantasy this year. I do believe that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon will be of immense value. Again, guys that I'm looking to get on my roster when I'm going with like that zero RB approach to start, when I'm you know stacking up at receiver and I need to come back around with a running back that I can easily expect to get 15 touches a game, I'm staring Aaron Jones dead in the face. I think that he is a great pick in this spot here. You know, I would not hate going with like Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones to start, backed by any of you know the receivers that we discussed in those first four rounds. Whether it be you know a Hill, a Keenan Allen, a, an Alave, a Metcalf, and then you back it up with a Mixon and an Aaron Jones, that sounds very good to me, and uh, just a great uh, value to you know get yourself in a good roster build, you know heading into the into the later rounds. Just a very good situation. Expect him and AJ Dillon to be used the most in that offense. I would much rather have those two than any of their wide receivers this year. 
Aaron Jones is somebody I've, I've changed his ADP quite a bit this season. I understand what you're saying. I just, the Packers offense is, you know, it's just a change in offense, you know, with Jordan Love, change of offense, understand, is he going to be willing to throw the ball that much to Aaron Jones? Although, you know, I think, you know, Jordan Love has looked very good this preseason, over 120 yards. I think Ugh. his uh, pass rating has been over 124. You don't like to hear that as a, uh, I mean, if it makes you feel better, it's the preseason. I wouldn't take too much away from right. him. But yeah. You know, I think he's he's shown a lot of rapport with his wide receivers downfield. So I don't know. We'll we'll find out what his target share is. But this seems like a fair price. He was probably I think he was resting just outside my top fifty. But yep, I have no qualms taking him here. Up next for me, I have Chris Godwin, target machine. Same. <clears throat> Same. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, very uh, just a guy who gets targeted when he's out there. He's going to lead this team in volume. Mm-hmm. I know it's Baker May. I know we're moved from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield, but not great. I mean, it's not great, but there's going to be a reduction in passing volume. But I think mm-hmm. it'll probably be, you know, he's not going to be targeting as many players as Tom Brady buzz. He's not going to probably t- uh, target the running back quite as much as Tom Brady was. So that, you know, Chris mm-hmm. Godwin still have plenty of volume there. And the offensive situation was a little bit of a mess with the offensive line that should be improved too. So I think. You know, even though it's going from Tom Brady to, to Baker Mayfield, I think having him in wide receiver three territory, I think is a little bit strong. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy with a top quarterback. He is in wide receiver one territory. You're you're not letting him fall past wide receiver 12 if he has a comparable you know quarterback asset at his utility. However, he doesn't right now. So, yeah, you're getting him at a huge value. You know, if they somehow made a move for a quarterback, they won't. But you would see his value just, you know, completely flip the board here. So, yeah, you may not love the situation this year with Baker, but this is just a, you know, situation where you're buying a skill and a talent at a much better value than you normally would. That's all it is. Will a team score less points? Absolutely. Will he be less efficient with Baker Mayfield? Absolutely. But the value that you're getting him at, you, they're, they're just, you know, so much of a shelf you can't let him fall off of. This territory is, is that spot for Chris Godwin. Still should be targeted a fair amount. Won't score a ton of touchdowns this year. Might see something similar to like Deontay Johnson last year where he did, he doesn't score any touchdowns. But what you'll get from him will warrant this this uh, this ranking, this draft capital. All right, we're down to our final six. Hit it off here, number 45. Let's see. So after Godwin, we have Christian Kirk. I have Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley back-to-back. I, I see the market being much higher on Ridley. I think that it's you know pretty even now at this at this point. So I'll buy the dip for either of those guys. Whichever player falls in my draft lobby, I'm going to get, and that's why I have Kirk just one spot ahead of Ridley because he is typically the guy that's doing that. But I've also seen in some lobbies where Ridley falls, and I can get him at a little bit of a better value. Just take whichever one is doing exactly that. Both are going to be in a very good situation this year. Offense is going to pass more than what people want to believe. Like I said, even when they do run the ball more of a two-headed monster with ETN and Bigsby, but both Kirk and Ridley should you know, compensate what the other is lacking on a week-to-week basis. I see both of them as very steady, startable options in fantasy, less boom or bust and more in, in the boom side of things, in my opinion. Hype seems to certainly be on the Ridley side. I'm a, I'm a Christian Kirk guy, you know, especially at ADP. Mm-hmm. I'll take Christian Kirk, but, you know, it, I think it's much safer as well. The $20 million man, they're paying him quite a bit. Uh, Calvin Ridley, sure. of course, you know, you know, 
I've been out of football for a couple of years now, so there's a lot of risk there. So I have a slight lean toward uh, Christian Kirk, but I agree. It's very mm-hmm. close. I have Christian Watson as my next player. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh, a Packer. Come on. What? No, just just massive regression coming his way, in my opinion. The, the touchdown regression, the target regression. I just don't see him maintaining you know, the, the level of production that we saw from him with Aaron Rodgers. I, I just think he's lined to take a big hit, and I, there's just a lot of names I want ahead of him. I got. I have bad news, everybody. I dropped the ball. DeAndre Hopkins was somewhere over here. Forgot where. Oh no! Whoops! Oh, you did. I did messed it. it up. I messed Unreal. it up. Oh my god! DeAndre Hopkins was like somewhere around like thirty-eight or forty. Everybody, just so you know. But I'm gonna add him in here just so we don't go tisk, over. Tisk, tisk. I know. Christian Watson, though. Um, I, I like what I see from Jordan Love. You know, I, I the third round's a little steep for me, but, you know, for a talented wide receiver who showed what he did last year, this seems about right. No, is it just the this fact that he's a Packer, you just can't stand it? No, I just said it. I mean, he's going to regress yeah, I was, massively I was distracted without by Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, less, less touchdowns, touchdown percentage, just straight to the basement, less targets per game. The offense just scoring less points in general. The offense just passing the ball less less efficient passing in general i it's not the same offense and i and i know like people see like oh hey like jordan love look he looks it's, it's not so bad right right and like you know if he just like okay in an offense with you know that was supposed to be good with aaron Rodgers, it should be okay it should, it should work itself out i don't i don't see that being the case this is a team that's going to have the box loaded on them a lot they're going to they're going to face blitz packages significantly and yeah that may create an opportunity for Christian Watson spike week here and there, but nothing that's going to be able to sustain him for this type of ranking and or draft capital super boomer bust candidate this year. You're never going to know when he's going to have a good or bad game. Love the passion. That only comes out when we're talking about a Packer or maybe a Viking. <laughs> All I right. have good things to say about Vikings and Lions. Apparently I was about to say, I know you have good things to say about the Lions, but. But not the Packers. They just, they're, they're much worse off than they were without Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, it's a different type of era for them right now. I think they're closer in line or more aligned, excuse me, uh, to a rebuilding category where they're looking to get one of those top quarterback prospects for next year. Caleb Williams or Jordan Love, who's the future? I not Caleb Williams is not in their future, not even close at the moment. They're, they didn't do the tank. They, they went to compete. They went to uh, compete. I guess. I mean, I guess so. If Christian Watson is your best receiver, you're starting off with a rookie tight end in Luke Musgrave. You know what? Romeo Dudes and Jaden Reed. Their defense is average at best. Average oh, at best. They're going to be good. They're going to be good. Average this is a, at best. This is a 500 football team. Less than maybe That's, a little. That is disgusting. This is a this is a seven and nine football. Team. You actually can't be five hundred anymore. Ten. You have to you seven have to you're either above or below. Yeah, There's I was about to say seven games. and ten. Seven and ten seems about right. Maybe seven a little and less ten than sounds like dog shit. I I don't think they get over five. <laughs> uh, you can tell this man is a Bears fan. All right, Again, second I, to I last pick. I just think pick. they Where should be going? they should be looking to rebuild, not to try and win now. That's for sure. Uh, okay, next up, let's see. I have Calvin Ridley, so just pivot back to him. Again, just very good situation in an offense that's going to be very efficient this year, that's going to pass the ball more than, like I said, than people want to believe. 
Trevor Lawrence, if he's that guy that, you know, they drafted him to be like this top NFL passing prospect, I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Ridley and Kirk this year. Again, I prefer to get uh, Kirk at more value. That's typically how the public is letting it play out in our draft boards and in our lobbies. But I think that there is a little bit more value with Kirk. So the, the board won't show it right now, but Kirk should be the guy being drafted after Ridley. If Ridley somehow falls, that's fantastic. Scoop him up you know, anywhere after ADP, whether it's at or after ADP. You know, I can't remember which episode I laid it out in. Oh, yeah, I think it was this episode because it was Keenan Allen. But, yes, I expect Justin Herbert, who's my 49th player here, mm-hmm. to have a big bounce-back season. I think he's a top-five quarterback this season. I have him ahead of Joe Burrow. I have him ahead of Justin Fields. There's a couple other polarizing players I had him ahead of. I think it's a big Justin Herbert season this year. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> no argument there. Big bounce-back spot. The offense has improved. Team's going to pass the ball a lot. I, I don't see him being in a bad situation. And we also just saw him play through injuries. So that, that that was awesome to see last year. Obviously, it made him less efficient, made him less likely to hit his guys downfield. But man, it they just they reloaded him with with uh with opportunities this year in Quentin Johnston. Still have Josh Palmer there who was able to get some extra opportunities with Keenan Hurt. So love love what they have to offer this year. Looking forward for a big year for uh for Herbert. Got Lawrence and Kirk in the home league today. Nice, Jamie. Two guys we like a lot this season. All right, Um, my friend, take her home. Yeah, I'm going to go with David Montgomery. Uh, Again, just kind of coming back to that Lions running back group with him and Jameer Gibbs. Like I said, you know, 2,300-plus rushing yards vacated, 360 rushing attempts, 20-plus rushing touchdowns vacated. Just a lot of opportunity here. And they gave him a little bit of money coming over from the Bears. He wants to show out think he's going to get that opportunity, leads the team in total carries and rushing touchdowns. The rushing yards, they may not be great, but the market is pretty low on them. I think they have them at about uh, 875 rushing yards. With the total amount of vacated yards being over 2,200, I see him easily hitting the, the over on that number. Uh, so definitely someone that I'm higher on than the, the rest of the market. David Montgomery has been one of my favorite players to draft an underdog this season, taking that Jamal yes, Williams role. He's a lot better player, not going to get 15 rushing touchdowns within the five yard line, but also certainly going to have some more big plays, maybe catch a few more passes. So Absolutely. I like the David Montgomery pick a lot with that. We're going to wrap it up here. My friends, I am uh, going to get to it here. Like I said, it's been a crazy week for me. Dogs swallowing socks and everything spending a lot of time at the vet my dad's dog at least so we're gonna jump to it justin you want to shout out anything sg going on at sgpn this week no we'll be back at it we got uh, a lot of drafts going on we got uh, justin herzig coming on the show in a couple of days here we're gonna be talking best ball gonna be a lot of fun um yeah just getting ready for this redraft season very excited hopefully uh, everybody comes back be sure to smash the like button and follow us on spotify and apple Podcasts, sgpn fantasy football Got all sorts of good stuff for you. Dynasty, IDP, best ball, redraft, whatever we're getting into. We're uh, we're always coming fast. We're always coming hard. Jamie, we'll see you again soon. We love you. You're our best listener. We appreciate it. Have a great night, everybody. And we will see you again next Sunday. Thanks a bunch. Take care, guys.